Welcome into another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast. I'm your host, DP Sidhu, the Deep Slant Podcast, presented by Xfinity, and it's the offseason, so there's no football happening right now because the Texans are done with their offseason workouts, their virtual program, and it's not quite yet training camp time yet. Whatever training camp may look like when that decision is finalized, there is not a final decision as of yet from the NFL on what that may look like, although right now everything is on schedule. So I'm just putting that out there because everywhere I go, that's the question I get asked the most is what's going to happen with the season? What's happening with training camp? And right now it's all it's all planned to take place as it normally does. I'm sure we'll see a lot of changes with everything going on with coronavirus. But I've got a special interview today. It's June 19th, which means it's Juneteenth. Um, and it's a holiday actually for the Houston Texans today. And it's a holiday for the NFL League offices. So today I have on my podcast, Lucy Bremon. She's the executive director of Emancipation Park Conservancy. And uh, she loves the Houston Texans. The, the Texans have worked with Emancipation Park uh, several times, um, just in the time that I've been there for community outreach programs. And so they've got this longstanding relationship with the park. And with it being Juneteenth and, and people are taking the day off, I thought, uh, let's put a, a podcast out sort of talking about the history of uh, such a historic site right here in Houston. And I, I mean, I didn't grow up in I didn't grow up in Houston. I have lived here for over 20 years. So I've heard of Emancipation Park. Even I didn't realize what um, historic ties it has to the original June 19th, 1965 Emancipation Day for uh, 250,000 additional enslaved people that worked as slaves for another two and a half years. So Lucy gives us some insight on the park, how it came to be, the relationship in the community, everything they've done. And uh, she also talks a little bit about the Juneteenth celebration, which will be virtual. So if you're listening to this after June 19th, don't worry, because you can actually go to um, the EP Park Conservancy page, which is epconservancy.org, and I think it's under the Get Involved tab, hashtag Juneteenth. So you can watch the celebration even after it's occurred, which is the beauty of online events. But um, I'm, I'm really excited to bring this interview to you today, because with everything going on in the world and with um, so much focus, especially on Houston's Third Ward, which is where George Floyd grew up, you know, we're all in this space of sort of learning more and educating ourselves. And, um, you know, I think Lucy works um, in an area where you can go and visit this park and learn so much about history, especially as it pertains to Houston. So um, we talk a lot about the, the, the services that you can get from Emancipation Park, even if it's closed right now in COVID and and how you can watch those celebrations. And, and she gets into a lot of detail about it. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. It is brought to you by Xfinity, where you know you can quarterback your in-home Wi-Fi network from anywhere on any device with the all-pro control of Xfinity XFi. This is beyond Wi-Fi. This is XFi. Xfinity, proud partner of the Houston Texans, proud partner of this Deep Slant podcast. So with that, uh, let's get right into it. Let's talk to Lucy Bremon and uh, learn a little bit more about Juneteenth, especially as it pertains to Houston, Texas. Joining me today for a very special interview, Lucy Bremont. She's the executive director at Emancipation Park Conservancy here in Houston. She's also a big Houston Texans fan, as I can see from the background, because she is a regular season ticket member. So Lucy, welcome in. Thank you. There's a lot of people that have heard of Emancipation Park, even the people that live here in Houston, and don't realize what a rich history it has and such direct ties to 
Juneteenth, the original Juneteenth, June 19th, 1865, when the rest of the enslaved people here in the South were declared free. So for those people that may not be familiar with it, can you give us a little bit of background on the park and how it came to be? So Emancipation Park was um, purchased with $800 by four young men right out of slavery who pooled their resources together so they can have a place where uh, newly uh, in, yeah, go again. So Emancipation, I don't know why I'm nervous because I'm looking That's at That's okay. So Emancipation Park was um, purchased with $800 by four young men right out of slavery, and they wanted to have a place to celebrate their freedom. And so they pulled their resources together, and the park was especially set up so that people can come together and celebrate their freedom. In 1865, when General Granger arrived in Galveston and announced that, uh, you know, people were free, um, they people celebrated everywhere in their homes, at churches. Some of them were even not allowed to celebrate. So they thought it would be really good so they could come together and have a place to celebrate. And also it recognized property ownership at the time. It's a beautiful facility in the historic third ward. And we try to do everything we can these days to keep the historical perspective of Emancipation Park. It's history and it's important to us. It's important to the world at this time. For people that haven't been to the park, what, what can they expect to see when they come on a normal day uh, in a non-COVID world, I guess you could say, give us a little sense of how the park is laid out. So the park is 10 acres of land. Um, when you come to the park, there was some renovation of the park in 2017, $33 million as a result of some private and public funding. And so when you get out to the park, you will um, be faced with a beautiful landscaping that's maintained by Houston Parks and Recreation. The original gym is now what we call the Cultural Center. The Cultural Center has a blessing stage. We have a new recreation center where you have your normal uh, pool and you have your normal basketball courts and things like that. So then outside there's an area that we have a baseball field, we have a kids play playground, um, we have a nice picnic area. Uh, typically your regular park, but the history around the park is just so rich, so rich. I know I mentioned COVID-19 and, and the Juneteenth celebration is one that you all plan months, months and months in advance uh, of June 19th, the actual, the actual day of the Juneteenth celebrations. But with everything going on this year, what are your Juneteenth celebrations? How, are, how is the park planning to commemorate the big day? I know you guys have a pretty long list of festivities planned. Yes, yes. You know, last year, Juneteenth, we had over 5,000 people at the park. And again, we tried to do the similar kind of things that happened back in 1865. Of course, we have entertainment. We always try to tell the history of the park. We have food. We have celebrations. Uh, a lot of people in the community partner with us to bring in some cultural activities. But this year, because of the virus, we planned a long time ago, just in case. So we're implementing what we call We Are Juneteenth. It is a social media campaign, and we're so excited about it because it'll give us the opportunity to not only share Juneteenth experience with Houston um, and Houstonians, but also all over the world. Uh, Felicia Richard is our honorary chair. We will be uh, highlighting and paying tribute to Al Edwards, who is the father of Juneteenth, 
And we also had things happening throughout the month of June. For example, we dedicated our, it is an open space, green space. So now the park is, has recycled facilities. And we talked about that yesterday at a, at a FaceTime uh, meeting live, FaceTime live. And we also introduced, which would, we would have done if we had Juneteenth at the park, a virtual tour. You know, traditionally you go to a park, you go to a museum and you have doses that walk around and tell you about the park. But we wanted everybody to get the full flavor of what happens at Emancipation Park. So we developed a virtual tour. It's an app that you can download. You can even look at the tour online. And that's something that we launched on just yesterday. So if you're not able to come to the park, you can still see the tour of the park anywhere in the world. And if you're somewhere not in Houston and you want to see the park, you'll see it and it's going to make you want to come to the park even more. I was going to ask you about the virtual audio tour because I actually, someone sent that to me just the other day, not even knowing that I was going to interview you. And I was wondering if that was something that was because of the coronavirus or it was something that you had planned all along. And it sounds like this is something that's going to be here to stay. People will be able to do a virtual tour absolutely. of the park and its yes, facilities. Right? It was something that we had planned. Again, everything that we're hoping to have um, on, during social media platforms, everything that would have happened at the park if we didn't have the virus, we're planning to make sure you get that same experience. Now, I know you're a big Houston Texans fan, and both the Texans organization and Emancipation Park have worked together in the past. This year, as, uh, with everything going on in the world, with uh, the George Floyd death and the protests, and especially with him being from the Third Ward, there's a big spotlight on, on Juneteenth and Black history and everything surrounding it. Um, what about you? What are, what are your thoughts on, on how everything has come together in the past few weeks and months to really put a spotlight on Emancipation Park and, uh, yes. and how people have become a lot more interested in learning more about the history. Yeah, so we're very saddened by uh, Floyd and he was a native Houstonian, grew up right there in Third Ward, um, went to Yates High School. So we, we, we're using this as an opportunity to help heal, help with emotions. Um, the combination of that and what's happening to other African-Americans in the uh, in the world that's being um, you know uh, losing their lives endlessly but you know, by things that's no fault of their own um, we're taking advantage of that you know back when the slaves got together it was without incident at emancipation park and for what i can understand there's been a lot of protests at the park all very peaceful and i think that this is a huge opportunity for us to shed some positive light on the situation and to take advantage of the fact that maybe people did not know about Emancipation Park gets the opportunity to hear firsthand some of the things that's happening in that third world community that's all reflective of positive change. And moving forward, we can keep telling the story and keep telling the story about resilience, keep telling the story about hope and dreams and the possibilities of the future. I know uh, we talk a lot about educating the public and, and teaching people, but you, but Emancipation Park Conservancy has done a lot of things for that community. How has it most impacted um, the people around you? I know you guys have done a lot of work with first responders and with the kids, but give us a little idea of, of, of how it's really shaped the community. So we, when, when I've been there two years, when I got there, what we did was take the voice of the community, the voice of people in the community. What would you like to see at the park? 
what's not at the park that should be there, what's at the park that we should eliminate. And we took the opportunity to implement programs that's still going on because we're doing it virtually, that talked about educating people about the rich history and the culture. We're doing some um, health uh, disparities kinds of programming. Um, we have a hip hop step aerobics, which is virtually, um, and we'll continue to do that practice. We are looking at economic empowerment, so we're partnering with other third world organizations to help bring, strengthen the, the, um, the relationship that we have with small businesses in the community. And we're thankful for the Houston Texans for keeping Emancipation Park Conservancy on their agenda. You know, um, since I've been there, they always take the opportunity to bring programs. Um, some of your players have done some of their outreach activities there. And you had your, your huge Fantasia um, um, celebration of Fantennial. Fantennial, yes. Celebration yes. at Emancipation Park. Um, you've also had programs there where, with the Police Assistance League, and we're very happy that that was an opportunity for you to bring help us bring programs to the park to help strengthen the relationship with the people in the park and the people that's utilizing the park. Any day you get there, you'll see people, you know, throughout the park, we encourage people to come, even though there's a virus, but maintain things like social distancing and make sure that you, you know, when you wear masks and things like that. So moving forward for me and what I see is the future of the park, we want to make sure that when things are settled down, that we're strong and prepared by implementing what we call some new normal activities that'll make sure that um, people will always want to come to the park but create a safe environment for them to come there and participate in any programming we have. But until that time, we'll continue to function uh, in a virtual environment. We'll continue to keep our supporters and our park goers um, strong and prepared and communicating with them about what's going on at the park. All right, Lucy, I know you love the Houston Texans and you love what you do. You used to work in corporate world. So give us a little sense of how you got to working in a corporate world business situation to doing what you do now, because I can tell you really love it. And it's a, yeah. it's a, a really exciting job. So I worked for a corporation for nearly 30 years that recognized my passion with giving back and had the opportunity to work in their uh, philanthropic world and work with volunteers. I was really happy about that. So when I left there, I um, was still doing some of those outreach kind of uh, activities and a lot of them were in the third world community. So I had the opportunity to mentor some kids at Yates High School, still participate in, in sporting Yates and some of the schools in the third world community. I think that um, I've had both roles and I usually say the giving and the receiving roles. So I, I know firsthand what it's like to, um, to support nonprofits. I know firsthand what it's like to have nonprofits get supports from corporations. So that's kind of unique in the perspective of what I bring to the table. But most of all, it's about my passion. I have a passion for giving back and I've been blessed with the opportunity to again work in both worlds and I think in terms of the park it's 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 in me um I'm African American I recognize the impact that that organization can make not just in the third world community but with African Americans and particularly females if you will and so I want to continue to do that kind of work and not just do it for myself, but teach others what I have learned to do to make an impact. So they, I can go on and do bigger and better things and they can, you know, do what I do. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. All right, Lucy, a lot of people are going to be watching tomorrow. The hashtag we are Juneteenth 
celebration since it is virtual. I'll be one of them because uh, the Houston Texans are observing the day and closing their offices, as are a lot of businesses around the country. So for people that want to join in the celebration and see what Juneteenth has to offer from the concert, from the park, uh, where can they go for more information? You can go to our website, www.epconservancy.org, and um, go under events, and there's a listing of things that has happened already that you can go back and see on our YouTube channel. But for tomorrow, it's an exciting time. We'll have a virtual parade. We'll have things that's going on that would have happened at the park. You don't want to miss it. Again, that's www.epconservancy.org. And thank you, Houston Texans, for giving us the opportunity to tell our story. Thank you for being a partner with us. Go Texans. All right, Lucy, thank you so much. Let's do it again. Hopefully it's not virtually next year. We can come to the park in person and give viewers a real tour of, of what the park's like. But in the meantime, best of luck with the celebrations and everything you do. Lucy Bremont, Executive Director of Emancipation Park Conservancy and Houston Texans fan, as you can see. Lucy, thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great stuff from Lucy, and I mean it. I think we all sort of bounced around this idea when the podcast came to be and uh, the Juneteenth celebration about doing this in person next year, maybe going out and taking a tour of the park because the Texans have gone out there and done a lot of events in recent years, as as Lucy even said. So if you want to learn more, go to epconservancy.org. You can follow Emancipation Park Conservancy on all their social media channels. They're on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. So give them a follow and, and learn a little bit more about what they've been doing in these days. It's it's really exciting stuff. And I had no idea how big the park has gotten and how much they had re- redone it and revamped it in recent years. So that's going to do it for the podcast. Uh, Wherever you're listening, I hope you're staying safe out there. And hopefully we've got some football coming back. But you know what? You can always go to HoustonTexans.com because we're writing stories every single day. We're posting videos every single day. And this video, this interview actually is in video form on HoustonTexans.com. So you can actually see Lucy's pretty awesome fan cave. So check that out. And we'll keep you posted on any changes or updates on the 2020 Houston Texans season. So with that, thanks as always for listening and go Texans.